Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Hey everyone, great to be with you this morning. All is well in the Klotz household. Hey, let's get right into the message called God With Us. We are wrapping a two-part series around Christmas, pun intended, called God With Us. And I want to read you a prediction that was made 700 years before it was fulfilled. It comes out of the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 7, 14. It says, all right, then the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child she will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. It's one of the most important names of God that we need to know, Emmanuel. And one of the most, one of the most important things that you and I can say, God with us. It's the greatest blessing. But although Emmanuel, God with us, is only spoken a few times in the Bible, the truth of it and the prediction of the coming king is woven throughout. The first time we see this prediction is in the book of Genesis in the life of Abraham. And we're going to be talking about Abraham today, but here it is in Genesis 22, 18. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you've obeyed my voice. The word seed is a prediction of the birth of Jesus. It says here in Galatians 3.16, it proves it. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say and to seeds, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. There it is. Well, why is this so important? Because in that moment, Abraham was hearing the same thing Isaiah heard when he wrote Emmanuel, God with us, but in a different way. Abraham would need this promise for what he was about to go through. He was about to go through something that was really good and it would glorify God, but it would be his greatest test in life. So God with us means I trust God to be with me everywhere at all times, no matter what I go through in life, God with us. When we first came to Cadillac, a, a pastor had a, a word of encouragement over us. And he said, you will have a cutting edge ministry. And I didn't really know what that meant because I didn't think it was anything uh, technological. We had a new church, but I knew it was something else. And, and eventually the Lord showed me that, Dan, I will, I will show you and I'll teach the people how to really trust God, how to really walk by faith, how to really understand the true meaning of Emmanuel, God with us. You know, if you want to please God, it still requires faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So I believe it's easy to trust a God and you can, that you can see. It's difficult to trust the God you can't see. I believe many times we put our trust in God and other things, but that's not how it works. We are to put our trust in God alone. David says it this way in Psalm 62.5. I depend on God alone. I put my hope in him. So as we venture into 2021, I believe it will be a year of our trust and faith being strengthened even more or having been strengthened in 2020, which is definitely true. I believe 2020 was a test of the hearts. 
And I believe many will emerge with hearts that are hungry for God and also they'll be bold and confident in God. So let me encourage you today with this truth, God with us. So back to Abraham, here's the truth. He's compelled to walk with God. He's compelled to walk by faith with God. Let me give you a few snapshots of his life to show us why this truth, God with us, is so important. Abraham was doing well in life. Married to Sarah, no kids yet, working with his dad in the family business. He was making good money. He had everything he needed and more. And then one day he hears God's voice, Genesis 12. One through four, the Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. I'll make you into a great nation. I'll bless you and make you famous and you'll be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the families on earth we bless through you. Verse four, so Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. We see that Abraham is called to leave his country, his dad, his family, and everything he's ever known, everything comfortable and familiar. If you've ever experienced anything like that, you understand. But it was then that Abraham began to learn this profound truth, God with us. So here we go. He learned God with us when things don't make sense. If there's one common theme that I've seen as a Christian, it's witnessing God in the middle of a season, a circumstance, or even a moment when things just don't make sense in the natural. Emily and I left lucrative jobs to go into ministry. We were both moving up the corporate ladder. Then one email changed everything. We would, we would, uh, we would lead into a decision financially that would not make sense in the natural, but made sense in the heart. And if that wasn't enough, after we had Anna Lynn, our first child, we heard God again. Now, this was kind of an interesting moment because, because God would, uh, God would uh, speak to Emily, both of us, uh, saying, hey, I would really like Emily home to be with Anna Lynn, uh, having her uh, not working. And so we we were both praying about it, but we didn't make, it didn't make sense in the natural because we, we needed both incomes to move forward. And I remember the night before she was supposed to go back to work. Annalyn's in her crib somewhere and Emily's kind of buckled on, the, on the, uh, the bed, you know, in a little bit of distress. I said, what's wrong? She says, I don't think I am supposed to go back to work. And all of a sudden I felt peace in my heart. I knew in my gut that that was right. So I ended up calling her boss. I said, John, Emily's not coming back to work. I'm so, so sorry. He was very gracious. He said, no problem. I, I understand it. But the truth is, we had to learn God with us when we made this, this uh, difficult um, uh, decision in the middle of a time when it didn't make sense. I love what God says to Joshua as he's about to lead over a million people in the promised land. He was nervous, he was apprehensive and afraid. So God reassures Joshua with this awesome verse in Joshua 1.9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
And this command would cause Joshua to get through so many situations that did not make sense in the natural, like marching and singing around the fortified city of Jericho only to see it fall with this unconventional method. He learned God with us when things don't make sense. So Abraham experienced God with us when it didn't make sense. And he also learned this as well, God with us when you don't know where you're going. Now, you may not know where you're going right now, but God does. I think of our journey from Ionia to Grand Rapids, back to Ionia, to Cadillac. None of those places were really on our radar, but they sure were on God's. So God says this to Abraham, Genesis 12, 1. The Lord had said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. In other words, God does not specify the exact location. He says, go, and then I will show you. See, everyone wants the two, three, five, ten-year plan, and they want to know how you will accomplish this, but actually knowing what you'll do in the years to come goes directly against God and how we are to trust him. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, and not by sight. See, this still holds true in 2020 and will hold true in 2021 and beyond. It has not changed. I'm still commanded to walk with God by faith even when I don't know where I'm going. Many times things become clear as I go, not before. God does not give me every detail of my day or week before it comes. If he did, I wouldn't need faith. I wouldn't need him. I wouldn't need to, to trust him. Psalm 37, 5, I love it. it, says, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. He'll accomplish it. He will do it. I like this translation in the Passion Translation. It says, give God the right to direct your life, and as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. Isn't that great? God with us when you don't know where you're going. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't prepare. We must prepare, but God has the final say. It says, many are the plans of man, but God's purposes prevail. Abraham learned God with us when you don't know where you're going. And he also learned this, God with us to always provide. This is so important because I believe one of the greatest fears in our lives is, God, will you provide in 2021? Will you provide for my family down the road? And the answer is absolutely yes. We can trust God to always provide. Now, that's a bold statement, but it's true. Have we forgotten who still sits on the throne? Have we been so wrapped up in what we can only see here on this earth? God is still God. He did not fall asleep. He is not slumbering. Maybe we fell asleep. But he still has an unlimited storehouse of provision for his children. Philippians 4.19 says this, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. God will always provide. Not maybe or most of the time, God will supply every need. So here's Abraham understanding this. I believe unarguably the biggest test of his life 
and it was to give up his one and only son, Isaac. But really, this has to do with provision as well. This is a powerful but heart-wrenching story. Let me just show you one of these snapshots of Abraham's life in Genesis 22, 1 through 3. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your one and only son, that sound familiar, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I'll show you. Talk about not making sense. That's flat out crazy talk from our perspective. But God always has a plan to provide. Let's keep reading Genesis 22, three through five. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son, Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Now, look at that last verse. Abraham knew something deep in his gut, in his heart. He was believing for a different outcome. See, faith is still a big deal to God. Here we go, Genesis 22, 16, 14, as we finish this moment. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. And the two of them went on together. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, uh, he says, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? It's heart-wrenching. Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on, on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your one and only son. Mm. Verse 13, Abraham looked up and there in a thicket, he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. I love that. He called the place the Lord will provide. No doubt there are times when God brings the test of provision to strengthen our faith. But David said this, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. I can't think of one time where God called someone to go to a place and he didn't provide for them. Listen, God with us to always provide. And lastly, he learned this, God with us to get you to the other side. This is so important. Listen, God will always get you and I to the other side to your next assignment, to your next season, to your next breakthrough. He will get you there as you journey with him. 
God tells Abraham to go, and then I'll show you. And he did show him. Here it is, Genesis 12, 5 through 7. He took his wife, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abraham traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Morah. At that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I'll give you this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there he dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. In other words, it wasn't until Abraham got to Canaan that God says, see this land? Here it is. It's yours. I got you there, Abraham. I, I did it. God got Abraham to the other side. He was standing in the promised land. God with us will always keep you heading in the right direction. Trusting that he is with us will always keep you on the right path. This is so important. Like I said last week, we don't have to we don't have to beg God to be with us. It's a given. He is with us. He will never leave us or forsake us. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. In other words, God with us to get you to the other side. Anyone who puts their trust in the Lord understands and experiences God with us. I think of the time when Jesus said to his disciples this in, in Mark 4. He says, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out leaving the crowds behind, although the other boats followed. Look at that verse. So they took Jesus in the boat. That's a key phrase to understand. And then we, we, we if you read, read further on, it says, and then the storm arose. By the way, it's a common theme. You follow God and then a storm comes. The enemy doesn't like your, your walk of faith. So the disciples had fearful hearts when the storm arose. Then they woke up Jesus and then he came up and calmed the storm. And then he gently but firmly rebuked them. He says, where is your faith? Well, why was Jesus so frustrated? This is so important. Why? Why was Jesus, why did he gently rebuke them and said, hey, where's your faith, guys? Because he had already told them that they would get to the other side. Remember, he says, let's cross to the other side of the lake. When Jesus said, let's cross to the other side of the lake, he's gonna get you there. But they didn't believe, and the enemy of fear entered their hearts did you know that God has already promised to get you to the other side, to get you through any adversity, any storm, any pandemic, any difficulty? God has promised that he will get you to the other side. So let not your heart be troubled. Instead, let Jesus in your boat, God with us in your heart to get you to the other side. But here's the key. God cannot get you to the other side until he can have you on the inside. 
until we let God with us in the boat in our lives. So let me finish with this one in John 6. We're almost done. John 6, this is a cool little story. That evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified, but he called out to them, hey, don't be afraid, I am here. They were then eager to let him in the boat and check this out. And when they did, they immediately arrived at their destination. That is so powerful to me. Question I have is what are you waiting for? God wants to get you to the other side immediately, but, but when we fear, when we worry, we're almost like saying, Jesus, I don't want you in my boat. Just let Jesus in your boat and trust him, not only for the last few days of this year, but in 2021, and I believe God will get you immediately to the other side, your destination. So I believe God cannot get you to the other side until he can have you on the inside. It's a simple, open the door of your heart and let him in. Abraham did it when things did not make sense, when he didn't know where to go, when he needed God to provide, and when he needed to get to the other side, he understood and experienced the profound truth of God with us. Hey, let's pray for a moment as we, as we finish this message today. Lord, we just look back at 2020 and um, Lord, we choose to look at all the good things. We choose to look at your faithfulness. We, we choose to, to see that, God, you were with us the whole time. And in doing that, God, we can believe that you're gonna be with us as we venture into 2021. So thank you, God. We lift up your name. You're the King of Kings. You're the Lord of Lords. You're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus, you said, I know where I came from and I know where I'm going. God, you are with us. We never have to beg for you to be with us. You will never leave us or forsake us. So we take you into our boat. We take you into our lives confidently and boldly, trusting you that as we journey into the future, God, you are with us all the way to the end. And if you've never given your heart to Jesus, you've never just allowed him to come into your boat, into your heart, here's the perfect time to do it. Just pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my boat. And Lord, lead me and guide me to the place where you'd have me to go, Lord God. The place where peace is and joy is and Love is, Lord God. Guide me to that place. Guide me into your presence, God. And Lord, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I love you. I need you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we love you guys. Have a great week. We will see you next week. Take care. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac. 
for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.